You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. I'm a clinical psychologist in Northern California, and this program comes to you each Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We get up early out here on the coast. If you have questions, I invite you to write me at dranne at americaswebradio.com, and I will either get back to you in writing or I will address your concern on the air. Of course, I will never mention your name in any public communication. I want to share with you what happened to me the other day. I had a patient come to me, and she was reporting that she was really upset because she felt herself stuck in a relationship that she knew was not healthy for her. She told me that she knew before she moved in with her boyfriend that he was not the right one for her, but she moved in with him anyway. I think many of us find ourselves in sort of the inertia situation where we find ourselves in a relationship and we're still questioning if that was the right decision. So I asked this person how she was entering a situation that would not bring her healthy happiness. And she said to me, I asked her actually how she knew she was entering one that wouldn't give her happiness. And she said to me, my tummy told me. I have been thinking about her statement, my tummy Told me. I asked my patient what she meant by this, and she said, I don't know. It's like feeling hunger pain. It's uncomfortable, but I can ignore it and take care of it later. If I don't focus on it, she said, the hunger pains go away, and I get on with my day. And often, I even forget I was hungry, and I forget to eat. Isn't my patient's explanation of how she ignores what she calls her tummy Isn't that actually brilliant? I feel um, her discomfort, and if you feel a discomfort and you ignore that discomfort, and then you either feed it or you just go away, think of how many times you've done that. It seems to be a formula for unhappy relationships. I know I've ignored my tummy in many times in my life, and I disregard the caution signals it sends me and usually I end up in a difficult situation that could have been avoided had I simply listened to what I also called my tummy. I can't count the number of men and women who come to me over a relationship breakup or a divorce. They tell me I should have listened to that voice that was telling me not to get married or not to get into a relationship with this person. I didn't listen, so here I am. Today's guest is going to give another name to what my patient called her tummy. She is an internationally recognized, award-winning author and publisher, keynote speaker, counselor, teacher, 
broadcasting personality and the host of international talk shows. Intriguingly, our guest has psychic mind skills, which she discovered when she was in her 20s. In addition to all that, our guest is an ordained spiritualist minister. It is my great honor to introduce you to Donna Sebo, who is the host of the Donna Sebo Show and developer of Delphi Vision International Broadcasting, which now streams her programming to over 128 countries worldwide. And Donna, thank you so much for squeezing us into your very busy schedule. I think I could take up our entire hour introducing you and naming all your wondrous accomplishments, but there's not enough time for that. Is there anything I left out that you would like our listeners to know about you? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Dr. Ann. This is absolutely a privilege of being with you today and being able to have a conversation about one of my favorite subjects, and that is intuition and also you might call it psychic ability. What I feel, and I want to thank you very much for that gracious introduction, one of my, you might say my latest accomplishments is my third children's book, Woodcutter in the Tree. So that, along with some other things that are in the works, it's just like you. You keep on going and keep on doing, always wanting to bring the best that you possibly can to those that you come in, in contact with. Could you, Donna, could you tell us a little bit about Woodcutter in the Tree? I kind of love the, the title. Well, it takes place in medieval England. And my illustrator, Carol Ann Johnson, actually researched medieval periods in England, and she has animals in it. It's just, it's chucked full of animals that actually existed in medieval England. And it's about a person that comes into a particular village environment that's very open. There's a lot of beautiful land, and there is a hunter that wants to purchase the piece of land. And he goes into the mayor of this village, and the mayor is just thrilled. He is thrilled with the fact that he's going to be able to make a lot of money for the villagers because this hunter is very, very generous with the price that he's willing to pay. However, when he was out on the land, he notices this very, very old, old oak tree. It's a few centuries old, and it's quite large, and it's going to cause, well, a bit of an and the view that he wants to have. So he wants that tree cut down. Well, the mayor doesn't think anything about that. He says, that's fine. Hmm. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing this. There's a lot more to the story. But the woodcutter has to go out to find the tree. And when he sees it, of course, in medieval England, you did not have mechanical tools as we have today. He had a good old-fashioned axe. And he looks at it and he goes, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a big job because he has to do it all by himself. And so consequently, just thinking about it makes him very tired, and he lays down for a nap. Well, it's not an ordinary nap. He finds that the tree talks to him. The tree relates to him the information about its history and the history of the village that the mayor has no knowledge of at all. And it involves a contract that was made that includes the villagers in such a way that they can prevent this tree from being cut down and their land preserved. 
So there's a process that the hunter goes through, and, well, the hunter just is a little bit disappointed in the fact that the entire village stands up to say, no, this cannot be done, because according to the ancient tree, there is a contract that was written out, an agreement with our fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers a long time ago. And as it turns out, the tree ends up being saved. Wow. That, what age group is this for? It is for the age of 7 to 12. And I also did another one. I actually have three out. God's Kiss is the first one. The Magic Hat came out in 2016, and that is about mm-hmm. healing, love. It's a story within a story within a story, and it's just each of these books, believe it or not, the stories were written 40 years ago, and I'm just now getting them out, and I'm so fortunate to have a magnificent artist. People can go to my website, and that's DelphiInternational.com or MrsSeboesClassics.com, and they can see the art images, and they're just gorgeous. Oh, well, it sounds like I could read that. But I want to move us back to the, my patient's tummy. So per, perhaps you can address her tummy issue because you're going to talk about intuition, your inner genius. What is intuition? Intuition is a very natural part of us. In the Western culture, so often we have poo-pooed various experiences that people have had because of various doctrines that were, well, you might say, believed in, forced upon us, and we forgot that this is something that's part of our survival kit. It is meant to enhance us as individuals, make us aware when we are in As your client had said, she has this feeling. She can't shake it. It's right there. We have this built-in radar. Now, as we are in this era of time, we hear quite often terminology about quantum physics. The word quantum is being applied to so many perspectives of skills of the mind and of life itself, and that it exists on multiple levels. Well, it's the same thing with intuition. Intuition is something that as we become conscious of it, we pay attention to it. It is so subtle. Sometimes people will have a chill running up and down their spine when they're in something either negative or positive. It depends on how they interpret it. But it's a process that we have to learn about. And I feel we're very, very fortunate because when I started in this work so many years ago, it was not something that you regularly discussed at a dinner party or even at the breakfast table unless you were in the company of individuals that were very comfortable with it. There are so many myths about it, and there are lots of stories. Believe me, I've heard thousands. And it is, it's important to know that it demonstrates itself differently in everyone, and it is something once you become acquainted with the language of your mind and how it works and the language of the body and how it relates things to you, the better off you are. 
But most of us, and I include myself in it, we have a tendency to turn it off. And we'll just go, oh, gee whiz, that's, you know, I, I don't know. I just forget it. I need to take care of something else. And then we realize that we either have not paid attention to something we need to pay attention to mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually. And later on we go, gee whiz, I had this feeling. That's often how it is described. Your client described it in her stomach area. Mm-hmm. That is your solar plexus. That is a core part of yourself. And I'm not going to go into chakras or anything of that nature, but it is, it is a part of us that lets us know that we're not in the right place at the right time or we are sitting with someone that just is not what they should be. And again, this is built into us. This isn't something that's out in woo-woo land. This is a natural part of our being. And when we can make that okay in our minds, then we begin a journey that enables us to explore ourselves and our interactions with other people. And the reason I say it can be recognized mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally is that all of those spectrums, every one of your senses are operating in such a way and such a manner that if one doesn't kick in that you pay attention to, another aspect will kick in, and sometimes all of them kick in all at once. It's, it's really quite fascinating. And now we it have... It is. Yes traveling and doing all kinds of training, so it's great. And Donna, we're coming up on a hard break, but before we break, I just wanted to say to you, and then we'll pick up when we come back, um, that my intuition keeps telling me to check that I've locked my car, and I go back and I've locked my car. So listeners, we're going to be back with Donna Sebo after our commercial break. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are so fortunate to be here with Donna Sebo this morning discussing intuition, your inner genius. And Donna, um, can we consciously access our intuition if it's basically unconscious knowledge or inner sensing? Yes and no. And that may be something when someone hears that, they go, excuse me, isn't there an absolute here? Not really. Intuition is there. It is alert. It's on duty 24-7 because it does relate to the unconscious mind and to that subconscious part of yourself that I like to say is connected to the universal network, if you will. And it is constantly on duty. It never sleeps. It doesn't need to. So you are able through certain disciplines. And that is like meditation or just being quiet, which is associated with meditation anyway. But sometimes we will have this occur, and it is a, it is a form of discipline if you want to cultivate it. But most of the time we get sidetracked. It is a busy life that most of us that lead, and so consequently, what happens is that it kicks in on a subconscious level, but the challenge is to most individuals is that they don't necessarily recognize it, and that's not unusual, and I can relate to it. So the subconscious, what I often like to call the higher self, the God self, that is connected to everything, And that's my terminology. What I find is that no matter who you are, no matter what your ethnicity is, your gender, it doesn't make any difference. This works for everyone. But there is a language of your mind that you need to learn. And that's where the work comes in. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a vivid dreamer. Intuition very often will form its details through the dream experience. And if you're like most people, you say, you've got to be kidding me. My dreams look like somebody went and took an immersion blender to it and threw in a whole bunch of garbage, and I just don't know what to do with it. Well, there you go. So your mind, your conscious mind, is utilized by the subconscious to be able to convey something to you. And often what might be considered a nightmare, is a deeper part of yourself that is saying it's time to wake up. It is time for you to be aware of yourself and or certain circumstances. And I relate to that very strongly because for me as an individual, dreams have often been a conduit of information. The other senses that I have are engaged as well. They're not separate. So when you have a dream experience, and that's how I got into this work, I had a very, very vivid dream. I was in my early 20s. I thought my life was in danger. I can remember, and I was living at that time in Southern California, and I can remember how terrified I was because I had this complete sensory experience that was saying, warning, warning, warning. As it turned out, 
through questioning people because the experience was so intense and it wasn't the only one, I ended up being introduced to the woman. Her name was Gloria. And I was introduced to her, and she became my mentor for a couple of years. This woman was able to take my dream and to literally dissect my dream, the emotional aspects of it, the colors in it, all of the various details. She was able to tell me that I really was not in danger, that there were people in my environment that wanted to control me. But contrary to what I was perceiving, it was a huge change that was coming into my life and that I was totally protected and I was going to go into this big shift. And it did evolve exactly as her interpretation of the dream occurred. That's why I say, for me, I had to learn the language of my mind and we all have to do that in our own way. Have you ever had anybody tell you, gee, if your left hand itches, it could be your right hand too, but if your left (laughs) hand itches, that means that money's coming in. If your right hand itches, it means it's going out. I mean, these are things that people come up with, and there's nothing wrong with them, but it works for them. They They just know this is what's evolving. And there are so many different, I'll call them superstitions, But a lot of those superstitions have evolved because somewhere, uh, sometime, an individual said, this was my experience, and then it ended up being adopted by various individuals, and it grew into something pretty massive. But it has to do really with the individual experience and how they interpret it. Very, very interesting. Do you help people unravel their dreams? You can work with your dreams, and you can learn how to understand them. Sometimes dreams are very prophetic. I have had dreams that give me information about an event that was forthcoming. I have had dreams that have warned me of physical issues. I have had dreams that have given me counsel, and others are just total nonsense. Maybe I had too much in the way of chocolate chip cookies before dinner. I don't know. I mean, it it runs the gauntlet. There's no one absolute. And dream interpretation is an individual thing, too. The dream books that we have, I think it's wonderful that people put them out there. But they are not necessarily going to be applicable to you, the interpretation. You may interpret something entirely different. I think that's really very interesting that you are a source to help people interpret their dreams. I love that. Can you give us a few tips about how to access our intuition? You sort of hinted at it about meditation. Is there anything else? Well, I think we need to be more mindful of ourselves. We need to recognize that we will get our own little signal. It's so subtle. I find that intuition operates, and this is my awareness, it operates in a very subtle way. I will give you an example. A girlfriend called me, and she said, Donna, we're putting on a diamond and mink birthday party for my 80-some-odd-year-old sister. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. How can I help you? 
And she said, well, I've got a dilemma here. We found some faux fur, and we've made up a fur stole for her. And she said, now my dilemma is I cannot seem to find a piece of faux brooch or jewelry that's a bunch of diamonds. If you've ever seen Marilyn Monroe in Guys mm-hmm. and Dolls and it's Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, she's just covered in them, okay, in the movie. <laughs> Adorable. I just love that. So that's, I said, gee whiz, I wonder if I can help. And I said, well, let me think about this. So I leave the office and I end up going to visit a little tiny store that had just opened up a few months before in my neighborhood. And I walk in, the door is open, it's during the summer, and the owner of the store, whose name is Renata, she looks at me and she says, Donna, what are you doing here? I'm closed. I said, oh, the door was open. So I walked in. I said, I've got a challenge. Well, as it turns out, Renata's husband, George, is there, and George says, Donna, what do you need? So I told him the story about my friend who was putting on the birthday for her 80-plus-year-old sister, and they're making it fur and diamonds. And I said, I just, do you happen to have anything that's really gaudy? And as it turns out, George says, wait a minute, we just got something in. Let me go to the back room and see if I can find it. He brings out a box that's about two inches square. He opens it up, and inside of it is the most gorgeous, Roach. It is absolutely spectacular. I mean, uh, my girlfriend was lucky she got it because I said, Whoa, this is really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we picked it up at some yard sale somewhere. So, anyway, I looked at it, and it is all of these rhinestones in a circular pattern that's just exquisite. Well, there was another part to the story, but I called my girlfriend, and I said, okay, I've got a brooch here. You're lucky you're going to be able to get it, because if I had my druthers, I'd take it. And she, she laughed, and she said, okay, how much is it, Donna, because I'm on a tight budget. I said, okay, it's $15. She said, I'll take it. I said, okay, I'll mail it to you this afternoon. So I did. But there's another aspect to the story. This shows you how just doing something spontaneously it can lead to some interesting evolution of circumstances. They put on the party for her 80-plus-year-old sister, and she was thrilled. What I have found out about the brooch that had been sold for $15 made of rhinestones, it was just gorgeous, it was an exact replica of a pin that Jacqueline Kennedy wore to one of her galas. And I just said, this is amazing. This is a collector's piece. Well, I find out from my friend that her sister not only is a collector of antique items, but she was a huge fan of Jacqueline Kennedy. So we had history. I found something that was going to even mean more to her sister because of the history related with the design of this particular pin. And I share this story because I stood back and I said, wow, look at how all of this evolved and look at what occurred. Now, in a million years, there was no logical thinking about this other than there's this little store that's just opened up recently in my neighborhood. I know the owner. And let me go in and see what they've got. It was Donna, we're coming up on a hard break. And listeners, we're going to be returning in a few minutes with Donna 
Sibo, who's talking about intuition, your inner genius, and we will be right back. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. listeners to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are so fortunate to have Donna Sebo as our guest today, and we're talking about intuition. And the tip I got out of your story, Donna, is about going with the flow. And you call intuition an inner genius. Would you explain that to us? Intuition, when we're willing to pay attention can save us a lot of heartache, a lot of headache, and it will, it will enable us to have a rhythm in life that is very, very rich and full. And I don't know of anyone that's not going to go through bumps and grinds of experiences. Nobody's exempt from that. But as we become more aware, we have to grow into that awareness. Children frequently will exhibit it because it has not been drummed out of them. But it is something contrary to what many people think. It works in beautiful accord with logic. Too many times people have assumed in the past that intuition was some separate entity. No, that's not the case at all. That's why you hear the stories about Edison and many other inventors who have come up with ideas or concepts, and I think it was Edison, if I remember correctly, that understood that intuition, the subconscious mind, had access to information that consciously we, uh, he did not have. So what he would do, he would put himself into what I would call an altered state. He'd start to take a nap. And he had a spoon in his hand, and when he would reach a certain point, the spoon would fall out of his hand, creating a disruption, causing him to wake up, and he'd immediately write down whatever he had been seeing in his mind, in his altered state. And this Mm -hmm. is something that many people try to cultivate. Many people will find that if they 
lay down, they take a nap, or if they meditate and they don't try to force something, they will get the answer that they need to have. I think of a woman who went to a psychic, and the psychic was talking about the person she had been married to. And you mentioned a client of yours saying that she had said, gee, if I'd only, if I'd listened to what my stomach told me, uh, then I would have been a lot better off. Well, that was her warning signal, but she had tuned it out because her conscious mind said, gee, you look so good. I really think I want this person in my life. Wrong. But that's besides <laughs> what happened with this woman is that the, uh, the psychic said, if you had paid attention and waited a little bit longer, you would have found yourself saying, I do not belong in this. But as human beings in this relationship, as human beings, especially in today's world, we want instant gratification. We want to have the fairy tale whatever that we believe in manifest in front of us. And I'm not saying it cannot, but we really have to cultivate an understanding that there are going to be those people, there are going to be those environments that just don't suit us. They don't, they just don't, they just aren't right. It can be with a job, it can be with a relationship, it can be in adopting an animal. I mean, it, it, can, it covers anything and everything in life. But again, you have to, and I say you have to understand that you need to pay attention to how your intuition works for you. And it often is on a very soft, gentle, subliminal basis. And if we are the patient and we're willing to watch, look, and listen, we hear it. And that is why so many people that have achieved some phenomenal things, I think of a man, William Russell, Hardly anyone knows about him today, but he's a part of U.S. history that I think is amazing, and I came across a little tiny publication that was written about him. He used to go into quiet. He used to go into the woods and just ponder on things and then just allow a flow to occur of information. And you'll find many times people that are really in touch with themselves, in touch with their intuitive processes, they don't have a lot of noise going on around them because they're allowing all of their senses to work. Now, most of us can't be hermits, okay? We're not going to be up in a cave in the Himalayas going home 24 hours a day. Excuse me, that's not going to work. But you are going to find that if you take the time to be patient and you're willing to learn the language of your mind, and only you can do it, only the individual can do it, nobody can hand it to you. This is a do-it-yourself process. Sorry, uh, there's not a pill out there. You take it with a glass of water, swallow it, and you got it. You've already totally got it. But now you have to cultivate it, to cultivate the awareness. It is really an amazing thing. I wish that we could teach our kids to get more in touch with how they're feeling or the intuition. But in today's world... Um, it seems like there's really very little time to get quiet and sit and consider things. I know that um, you have a heavy schedule, and so do I. And it, we just have to um, find a time for that. 
But I, I want to ask you, how can we use our intuition as a guide in our life? You've touched on that, but maybe you could say a little bit more about it. Well, one of the things, and this is very, very simple, you can really ask yourself, and you, you have to be mindful of this, is this, for example, let's say you're going in for job interviews, and you have, oh, maybe two or three potential jobs. And you go in, and you, you do all of the, the right questions, and you're dressed well, and you really are qualified for all of them. Then you have to ask yourself, which one is really going to be the right one for me? And then you have to pay attention to the little nuances that go on. And you might walk into one environment and you meet some of the employees and you go, hmm, I don't know why, but I feel sort of funny about this. I just don't know. And then you say, say thank you very much. And then you go to the other environment and you check out the, the company or the environment and there is someone you encounter that may be in the bathroom. This is really going to sound corny. But you never know. You have conversations and you go, hmm. Oh, this is really interesting. You talk to someone in the bathroom, and they just go, you know what, I this is just such a gorgeous day. How are you doing today? And there's just something about that person. And then there's another, the third one, and you go into the third one, and you go, well, I, I really don't know. Let me, let me just have another conversation with X, Y, Z. So you go in, and then you, you give yourself the chance to think about it. You give yourself a chance to say, I need to know the right thing for me. Is this, which one of these is the right one for me? And you just sort of sit back. You don't pounce or jump on whatever is there. And someone listening to this may say, Donna, you don't know the job market. Get a grip, woman. You better pay attention because let me tell you, if somebody offers you a job, you take it immediately. Well, yes. You may find yourself in an environment that is totally opposite of what you, as an individual, feel is right for your integrity and your work ethic. So these are things that you can, if you give yourself the time, you're going to know which one to do. When it comes to uh, relationships, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, we've gotten into such a mentality when it comes to relationships. It's like if they look good, if they have good conversational skills, and they make a lot of money, woo that's it. Well, I got news. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry, because what you want to do is look at the character qualities of a person, and you're not going to find them listed on your Facebook page. You're not going to find these things out unless you have a chance to really interact with someone. And I am smiling to myself because I can think of a situation where I was when I was single. I had the opportunity to go out on a date with a wonderful man. Oh, he was just so good-looking, he was wonderful. Well, he picks me up, he takes me out for lunch. This guy was the creepiest, creepy crawler on this planet, <laughs> I swear. When I got back to my job, because he picked me up uh, at work, I'm telling you, I was in the ladies' room and I was just shivering, and one of my friends walked in and she said, what's wrong? I said, oh my God, I think I've met the biggest creep that's ever been on this planet. Oh my word. And she started laughing. She said, what happened? I said, well, never mind. I won't go into the details, but trust me, I couldn't even eat. It was that bad. Now, the thing was, it was what he was raising. Now, this is going to sound a little strange. But 
But when you're with people, that feel that you have, that comfort with someone. And, boy, when your hackle is going up and everything is saying, danger, 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 you don't know. You pay attention to it. Because it's, yes. your radar is reading the real scope. But so often we'll have someone will say, oh, my goodness. He looks so good. Oh, aren't you? What? How much of the world? <laughs> That's not it. You've got to get yeah. a grip, folks. You've got to check out the character of the person. Find out more about them. Get to know maybe friends or family. People do lie. You know, that is a that is reality. <laughs> and I Donna, learned I think we're right. getting a little static from your end, so I'd like you to look into that. And. Okay. Um, Okay, I'm not, I'm not hearing it, Daddy, but that's okay. Okay, you're better now. Um, I, I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've ignored my intuition about uh, lots of things that, about men. Like, I used to think, oh, well, they make money, they have a job, they have good table manners, and they have a sense of humor. But what happened is that that's not a value match. That's not... Um, part of the character, that's part of the outgrowth of some maybe accomplishments. But I want to ask you, why do we tend to ignore our inner genius? It seems so easy to do. We are taught to do it. In our mm-hmm. culture, in the world that we live in, we are more preoccupied with the tangible, that that we can put in our hands, that which we can see with our eyes. Well, any magician will tell you deception is quite easy to produce. So these are facts. We actually, when we're children, our intuition operates beautifully. Then we go into our social environments, whatever part of the planet we live on. Those social environments ingrain certain patterns in us, and it sort of shuts down the intuition. We're made fun of or we are told we've got a wild and woolly imagination and to tame it because we have to conform. This is quite normal. This is what life does to us. So then as we emerge into adulthood and we go through our ups and downs of experiences, then we want to rediscover it and we start a new process of becoming familiar with what we automatically knew when we were children. Boy, that is just... So right on, because I think as a parent, I can only speak for myself and maybe some of my friends, we don't cultivate that. We don't take time to stop and ask our kids, well, how are you feeling about hanging out with with little Jack? And uh, we kind of are more like a doing than like a feeling or checking with ourselves. And Donna, we're going to be coming up on a hard break in just a moment. I want to leave you with this question, and then we'll come back to it. Many of my patients don't, they do notice their inner voice, and they often refer to it, but they don't follow it. And I'm going to ask you when we come back for our next segment, how can we teach ourselves to pay more attention to our intuition? And with that, listeners, we will be back with Donna Sebo on Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, talking about intuition, your inner genius. We will be right back. 
Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to Happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. listeners to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio on America's Web Radio, and we are here with Donna Sebo uh, discussing intuition, our inner genius, and when we left for the break, I wanted to ask you how we teach ourselves to pay more attention to our intuition. I'll use the same words you've used, that's pay attention. Mm-hmm. When you have a dream that stays with you because all of us dream, although some may say, I know my husband would often say, I don't dream, Donna, but when he did, when he remembered the dream, it usually was a very powerful dream. So we have, there's those of us that are going to say, nah, I don't dream very much. There are others that will say, oh boy, do I dream. I have series of dreams, they're in color, or there will be individuals like a realtor that I knew his name was Bud, and Bud was a man that learned how to pay attention to his attention uh, to his intuition, and he would get pictures in his mind. He was driving along the freeway, and all of a sudden, he got what I like to call in today's language a download. He saw his son, who owned a plane, flying his, a plane, and that he was in serious trouble and had the potential of a crash. This came into him so vividly, and he noted the time on his car radio, and he had pulled over to the side of the road because this download was so real. And what occurred when he settled down, he was very, very much uncomfortable with the whole thing, and then there was this feeling that his son was okay. So he gets home, 
And Bud would have these feelings about people. Being a realtor, he had learned to pay attention to them. And what occurred is when he got home, because at that time he didn't have a cell phone, he ends up finding a message on his answering service from his son saying, Boy, Dad, I really had a scary episode. The engine on my plane ended up giving me problems, but I was able to land safely. Bud was getting a download of information regarding his son, and this is something that occurs. Now, we often will use a word called telepathy with that kind of insight, and it is something that occurs. There's many different words that we have incorporated into language to describe the various ways that intuition will, will follow through and give us details. And Bud said this was a very common occurrence with him. He went into a business meeting. He was in California, and he worked up here in the state of Washington, where I am. And he goes down. This was a huge contract for him. He's in the meeting. He got this gut feeling. That's how he described it. This gut feeling, it was like, walk away. Walk away from this table. This is not going to work. And couldn't shake it. He was wise enough to listen to it. He excused himself from the meeting. He said, well, I think I better think about this. I am, this is my proposal. This is what I have presented to you. I've got to head on back to office. So he ends up going back to home turf, which is here in the state of Washington. When he gets back in his office, he really wondered, gee, have I lost the deal? As it turned out, it was the best thing he did walking away from that meeting because the people that were in negotiations with him were playing hardball and they didn't think that he would walk away. He did. And consequently, by the time he got back to his office, because he was driving by car, it took him a couple of days to get home, and he said, I got the deal. Things can occur in in a phenomenal way if you make it okay to breathe and say, I will do this, that. You have a paramedic that goes out. There's a bad accident. He is out there or she is out there. They are out there to save somebody's life that's critical, and for some reason it kicks in with them that they need to do a certain procedure. Nobody's there to counsel them. They just know that they need to do it. Maybe they haven't used this procedure in five years on anybody, but it's there. It works. Interesting. I'm wondering if our intuition is ever wrong. I think... Like when I go back and forth to my car saying, check, my intuition says, check to make sure if your car is locked, and I go back and it's locked. Is our intuition ever wrong? Now, that's not intuition. That's part of your mind that is aware of a circumstance that cautions you. It is very important to you as an individual that you know your car is secured. So that's not intuition. That is an intuitive experience that you have had that you feel you need to make into a habit, and that's what you've done. And that's how oh, you explained that to me. Thank you. And that's good 
There's nothing wrong with that. You say, all right, I'll do that. That gives you peace of mind. You double-check your car. There's nothing wrong with that. But you had an intuitive experience that made you aware that something or someone in the environment you were in at one time would have perhaps caused harm to someone else, and you said, gee whiz, it could have been my car, I need to pay attention. So you have cultivated that as a habit. It's not a bad thing, and it's a habit. It's sort of like people going around in their house and double-checking everything before they go to bed. Nothing wrong. Yeah, I want my... I want my listeners to know that though, my checking my car is not an obsessive thing. <laughs> Being a psychologist, I just had to clarify that. No, it's Pardon? I said it has become a habit, but something related yes. your concern, and it's a ty- it's a good habit. It's not a bad habit. Yeah. So I think many of us are afraid to trust our intuition. Can you talk about how can we tell if it's right or misleading us? Our intuition. I think that every individual will need to learn how to trust their intuition because it's drummed out of it. And if you can imagine it sort of as being a warrior, see, our minds are, are just going constantly. And we'll read things, we hear things, and we've got all of this stuff. That's why it's so easy in media to create a paranoia where it, if anybody, if they have any calmness within themselves, will say, this is, not, this is not what I want to have in my space. But there is that superficial aspect of communication that often creates a fear that is non-existent. And this is something that we're constantly having to evaluate. This is something where, as individuals, we need to be able to assess our own resources, which intuition is a part of. One of the things that, to me, is very important, and this was emphasized to me when I started getting into the work of the mind, and that is we must remember we are always a work in progress. We must remember that we constantly have to educate ourselves. Every aspect of our lives will serve us well if we pay attention. And that is the key. Most of us will ignore, and I include myself in the batch, I've done the same thing. When we trust ourselves, which sadly too many of us don't do that, when we acknowledge that it's okay to be who we really are and we will accept mentally that we are capable of observing and paying attention to things and that we will listen to what needs to be done for ourselves regardless of what else is going on around us. That's a huge challenge. That takes maturation. That takes experience. That takes an openness within ourselves, and again, a trust. When we learn how to do that, then we are, as one might say, comfortable in our own skin. We will know how to withdraw from those situations that are not healthy. We will know when we've got someone in our company that is trustworthy. We will know 
when we are in the right environment, educationally or in, in a job, relationship, it applies to all areas of life, but it is that trust of the self and that confidence in that part of ourselves. We've got everything. Each and every one of us have everything that we really need within ourselves. I can remember listening to that and thinking, people are nuts. If we had everything within ourselves, why do we have to go to school? Why do we have to do this? You know, this is how the brain works. This is how the conscious mind will work. Yeah. And that's and Donna, not unusual. Do you have this kind of information on your website, and how do we locate this information on your site? Oh, my goodness, yes. I have publications, and people are welcome to check out my shows. I have two shows, excuse me for just the Donna Sebo Show and also Warriors for Peace. And my show is five days a week. Actually, I do six shows a week. And I feature people from all over the world. So this is a discussion that I have quite frequently. I have guests yes. on, and then also there's my publications, and that's MrsSeboClassics.com, or just Google Donna Sebo, S-E-E-B-O, and all kinds of good things pop up. And are you available to listeners? Can they submit questions to you or employ your mental skills, so to speak? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm available for private counseling, and I've been you know, counseling for years. I just love it, and I really like to empower people. I think that that's the gift that I have been given through the work of the mind. And then through my radio show, the second half of my show, I usually have a guest on the first half of my show, and then the second half, the phone line is open. That's wonderful information, and Donna, we're near the end of our show. I want to thank you so much for being such a lovely, informative, knowledgeable, intuitive guest, and I hope to have you back sometime, and listeners, until next week, remember, only you can create your world the way you want it to be. Until next week, this is Dr. Ann, hoping you have a peaceful, calm, serene, happy week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.